Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 8th chapter and the 14th verse. And it says this, When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. Now, we're actually going to have three separate Gospel accounts we're going to go through today out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke that give us insight into this particular event. So just pay attention to what we see right here. Jesus, he's coming out from somewhere. The other Gospels, you're going to see that he's leaving the synagogue. And he comes into Peter's home. Peter has a home. And he sees Peter's mother-in-law there. So she's sick, and so she's either there because she's sick and they're taking care of her, or she actually lives with them. More than likely, she lived with them. Tells you some things. Tells you Peter's got a home. He's got a house. Tells you Peter's got a wife. There's a mother-in-law. He has a wife. Now, verse 15. Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on them. Now, what do we learn from here? What we've seen already, that sometimes, well, sometimes, more often than not, we as believers are sort of reticent or fearful of doing, of touching people, much less touching people that have a sickness and an illness and disease. I mean, what's going on the last year is absolutely horrific with everybody hiding behind masks. And, and I'll just tell you, from a scientific point of view, the mask does absolutely nothing. I know what the CDC's flip-flopped on back and forth. I know all that. I understand all that. You're being played, folks. You're being had, and you're being instilled with fear, and believers have jumped in headfirst at it. I mean, it's just, it is, it's literally heartbreaking to see the fear and the foolishness uh, in people's lives rather than the faith that should be there. But I digress. So anyway, Jesus touches her while she's got a fever, and the fever left her. That's sort of interesting. And then she got up and waited on them, verse 16. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. So as evening, we'll see in the other Gospels that it was after sunset that People were finding out what was going on. Jesus was there. They brought the demon possessed. You know, sometimes we read this and read these accounts in the Scripture as if it was from another planet, okay, from another planet, literally. And uh, because we say, well, you know, we don't we don't have anybody around here that's demon possessed. People don't bring people that are demon possessed. Oh yes, we do. There's tons and tons and tons of people that are demon-possessed. We just happen to have cute little scientific medical terms for it a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Well, they bring the demon-possessed to Jesus. He cast the demons out. He cast these spirits. So what do you learn about demons? They're spirits. He cast them out with a word. He speaks a word. He tells them to leave, and they leave. Not only that, he's healing all who were ill. Notice he heals all. Verse 17 of Matthew says this, This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities 
and carried away our diseases. And Matthew is quoting the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. So this is how you handle the Scripture, folks. You let the New Testament interpret uh, uh, the Old Testament. You let the Old Testament give insight and illumination into the New Testament. So Matthew is telling us that this is, was the fulfillment of what you see. It's in Isaiah 53, 4, which says this, Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And there's all sorts of debates within Christendom whether there's healing in the atonement, healing in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where here he was healing while he's still on earth. What it usually boils down to is that uh, a lot of times people believe that, well, since this happened right here in Isaiah 53 says what it says, then if I'm a believer, Jesus has to heal me. God has to heal me because I'm under the covenant and I'm in the blood. He has to. You got to be real careful when you say anything about God that he has to, okay? And so that's not what it means at all, but I do believe that it means that there is healing in the blood of Jesus. There's no doubt about that. Now, quickly, let's look at the other two gospel references of the same account. This is Mark 1, uh, verses 29 through 34, and it says this, And immediately after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. So we saw before is Peter's home. Now it's the house of Simon and Andrew. We know the mother-in-law is there. I wonder if this, you know, Simon and Andrew were brothers. I wonder if this is the family homes they grew up in now that P Peter's inherited it. But we don't know. Verse 30. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever. And immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. So the people came to Jesus and said, hey, she, she's sick in this back room over here or something, you know. Verse 31. And Jesus came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand. So you learn a little more. A while ago, we saw that he took her by the hand. Now he's taking her by the hand, and he's pulling her up. He's raising her up. And the fever left her, and she waited on them. When evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. So you see the same thing, the ill and the demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. What, did the demons want to speak? Well, let's go over to Luke and look at this account and give us some insight. Luke chapter 4, verses 38 through 41. Then Jesus got up and left the synagogue and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him to help her. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever. Notice he did it by speaking to it. And it left her. And she immediately got up and waited on them. Now, in the two other Gospels, he'd reached down by her hand and pulled her up. So what do we learn from the totality of the inside of the Word? He grabbed her by the hand. He was rebuking this fever. He pulled her. She got up. And she's healed. The fever was gone. Verse 40. While the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. Now notice the people are bringing the sick people to them. It sort of gives you an idea that they're so sick that they can't come of their uh, own volition. They're needing help to do this. And laying his hands on them, each one of them, he was healing them. So Jesus is healing one by one by laying his hands upon them. Verse 41, our last verse for the day. Demons also were coming out of many 
shouting. So the demons are shouting, shouting, you are the son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak because they knew him to be the Christ, the Messiah. See, the demons knew who he was. When they're coming out, they're screaming, you're the son of God. And Jesus is rebuking it. In other words, he's telling them, be quiet. And when he did that, they would have to be quiet. He didn't want them to speak because they knew who he was. Well, was Jesus running around incognito or something? What was it? No, he just knew that at the time was not right for this revelation to be brought forth. You know, the demons were shouting this out of fear, out of terror, but they're also shouting, trying to mess up the, the plan of the Most High God. You remember, we're in a spiritual battle here. So they're coming out screaming, you're the Son of God. Jesus rebukes them, would not allow them <coughs> to speak. Folks, again, we read these things, we think, well, that was for such a time as this. That's a couple thousand years ago. We're so much more refined. This type of stuff doesn't happen today. We are totally wrong. Most believers live in willful ignorance about this type of thing. Okay? Because they don't want to believe there are demons or they don't believe they function this way. They don't believe that these truths are for such a time as this. And they are. What's even greater is Jesus says, hey, the things that I do, you will do and even greater things. So I wonder what that means we should be doing. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you the next episode.